So yesterday, we took a look at a story from 2 Samuel chapter 7, and uh, in the story, King David gets in his head the idea that he uh, is going to build a house that is a temple for, for the Lord, and um, gets this idea, and the prophet Nathan says, go ahead, God is with you. Uh, but that very night, God appears to Nathan and says, nope, it is not for David to build this, this temple. And so we talked a little bit yesterday about the disappointment that I imagine David felt at his plan that uh, God says, no, that's not going to be. But along with that disappointment, God, uh, through Nathan, tells David that uh, there's actually an incredible promise um, that God is going to fulfill uh, for and through David. And so I want to read that bit again. I'm not going to read the whole story, but uh, this is Second Samuel chapter 7, and I'm in verse 11 if you're reading along, but this is part of God's promise for David. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Now, in one sense, that promise there uh, refers to David's son, Solomon, who will, in fact, build the temple that uh, David does not end up building. But at least as Christians, we read this also as a prophecy uh, looking forward to the Messiah that is, is Jesus. And I just want to read real quickly from... Uh, the Gospel of Luke, and this in Luke chapter 1 is the angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary that she is going to uh, give birth to the Son of God, um, who will be named Jesus. Um, and I'm just going to read you verse 33, and I want you to note the parallels between what Luke says um, and what God just promised to David. So this is Luke 1.33. He will reign, referring to Jesus, he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. We see the house language there, um, similar to 2 Samuel used again. Um, and house can, of course, refer to the literal building like that which Solomon ended up building. Um, but in God's promise to David, house is really referring more to lineage and, and ancestors. And then there's this idea both in 2 Samuel and Luke of this throne being forever. Um, of reigning forever. And so as Christians, you know, we look to Jesus and talk about him reigning at the right hand of the Father, um, coming again as Christ the King to reign forever. And so we look to uh, that promise and Jesus of the fulfillment of this promise that is made back in 2 Samuel to uh, David here. Um, and that's why these texts are read this time of year during, during Advent, um, that that 2 Samuel text can seem like a little bit of an odd one, David thinking about building this temple, um, but God's promise is for a house that ultimately we see fulfilled when um, David's line, of whom Jesus is a part, uh, house the presence of God physically in the, that human body, um, which really is an incredible promise to, to think about, um, you know, how much larger and greater is that than the idea of just building a, a building. Um, as I talked about it in my sermon on, on Sunday, 
David's project to build a temple was ambitious, but it was ultimately what he knew. He knew about building houses. He just built his own. He knew about God's having temples. He'd seen them in all sorts of other places. So David was looking at this big project, but he was a king who had all sorts of resources. Um, so he could certainly do it or have other people do it for him. And the ambition, while big, was what he'd seen before. And Paul talks about hope as being that which is unseen, which we can only imagine. That's Romans 8, if you want to uh, look at that. And so both myself on Sunday and Pastor Chris the week before um, talked about hope as something that uh, needs to be big and God-sized for us as Christians because it is rooted in a God who has done incredible things. Oftentimes we hear from the world things like, be realistic, don't set your sights too high, you know, keep your expectations low and you won't be disappointed. And this is very much the way of the world. But I would ask you as people of faith, what is realistic if we believe what we say we believe about God, about God's presence in the world, um, about what is possible um, for God. As the angel Gabriel says to Mary when she's questioning, well, how is this going to be since I'm a virgin? Um, Gabriel says anything is possible for God. So what is realistic if we believe that that is the kind of God that acts and in the world, that is the God who loves us and desires good things for us. And my hope there would be the faith that that God is active in the world, leads us to have God-sized, that is extraordinary, hopes. And I actually think that contrary to the wisdom of the world, those big hopes are less likely to disappoint us than the small, quote, realistic ones we may be encouraged to have. Because of course the danger of such realistic hopes is one, that they ultimately won't come to be, in which case we face disappointment uh, in that direction. But ultimately how often do those realistic hopes prove unsatisfying? We hope for, for something and we think that it's going to be great, that it's just what we want, and then we actually have it and we realize that it was not all that we imagined it was going to be. Um, it wasn't cracked up to, to what we were told um, it was going to be. Um, and so these small, quote, realistic hopes that we may be encouraged to have um, can be doubly disappointing both in the sense of not being fulfilled, but also in the sense of not satisfying. And one thing that we, we know about God-sized hopes uh, is that if we dare to dream big along the lines of the kingdom of heaven, um, that kingdom will not disappoint us. Um, and the God who promises to build that kingdom here in the world um, certainly has the power to do so and will not disappoint us. Um, even if perhaps, like David, we don't see those promises fulfilled. Um, we trust that God is faithful um, and that the world that we hope for will ultimately come to be through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Let's pray. Gracious God, you know about disappointment and you know about hope. And we pray that you would help us to have the faith to hope for big things.
to look to you and the fact that anything is possible for you and to dare to dream for a better world that resembles the kingdom of heaven that you proclaimed through Jesus Christ. Help us to hope for the world that you tell us will come to be and to trust that you will bring about the world that as you have promised it. So may we have God-sized hope as people of faith through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Daily Devotions today, and I hope you'll be back again tomorrow.